You are listening to the Super Mom is Getting Tired podcast. I'm your host, Tori Henderson, and this is episode 30. Welcome to the Super Mom is Getting Tired podcast. This show is designed for moms who invest everything into parenting, but get overwhelmed, lost, and resentful. Listen and learn how to unburden yourself, feel calm, full of energy, and in control. I'm your host, Master Certified Life Coach, Teacher, and Recovering Supermom, Tori Henderson. Hello, Supermoms. I hope that you are doing well. We are creeping into August here, and I'm going to be doing a Facebook Live every Wednesday, so make sure you go to lifecoachingforparents.com and sign up for the list so you get the link to my Facebook group. So this Facebook group is called Super Mom is Getting Tired, and you can join me every Wednesday for... Sometimes I want to elaborate. Like a, in a podcast, it's hard to and say everything I want to say about sibling rivalry or whatever the topic is, power struggles. So I'm going to spend a little bit more time on a Facebook Live kind of covering what I can't cover in the podcast. So I hope to see you there on Wednesdays. But today, we are going to be answering the question, how can I get my husband to help out more? Diana says, I feel like all the responsibility is on me. I make more money than my husband. I do more of the parenting, food prep, house cleaning, arranging childcare, carpools, you name it, I'm doing it. When I'm not feeling pissy and resentful, I can notice that my husband helps with some things. He does do some things, okay. But most of the time, I'm frustrated that the majority of the parenting burden weighs on my shoulders. What do I need to do to get my husband to step up and take on more responsibility? Okay, Diana. So this is a classic situation that super moms tend to find themselves in. So I coach on this one a lot. So first, I'm going to do the parent education answer. So this is basically just straight up answering the question, how do I get my husband to help out more? Try these three things. Number one, be specific and straightforward. Make a list of what you'd like to accomplish or ask him to do a specific task. Get rid of this idea that like he should just know what to do or he should just see that the kitchen's messy and just jump in and start start helping. Those kinds of thoughts are just going to keep you stuck in the same situation. So you want to set your partner up for success by asking him to do a specific task, like emptying the dishwasher, as opposed to like, you need to help me out more. So helping me out, even sometimes help me clean the house. It's too broad. And actually, that's true for kids too. So be really specific and ask for what you want. Number two, respect his differences. So his version of clean might not be the same as yours. Well, that's okay. He doesn't see the mess the way you do, and that's fine, right? Like, people are different. Allow him to do childcare or chores his way, even if it's not up to your standards. Micromanaging will only make him resist helping. So how could I get my husband to help out more? Be specific and straightforward. Ask for what you want. Number two, respect that he might do it in a way that is not your way. Number three, show appreciation when he helps. I know it's not fair. (laughs) Nobody thanks you for cleaning the kitchen every day. But if you want your partner to pitch in, 
Tell him how it feels when you walk into the laundry room and you see all the clothes folded neatly into piles. Express your gratitude at being able to kick your heels up at the end of the day and just watch a TV show. Men like to solve problems and rescue their wives. So reward the behavior that you want to see with words of appreciation and kindness. Okay. I'm going quickly over those tips because I want to spend more time on the life coaching answer because that's really where we get stuck is the things, the life coaching answers are really what gets in our way from being able to do those three things. And there's a lot. So this might be a good one to do a Facebook Live on too. If you have a specific question that this I don't answer today, go ahead and send me an email and I will see if I can answer your specific question. Because super moms don't tend to think of themselves as super. They just routinely and unconsciously put on their cape and take care of business. Super moms do great in school. You show them the humps to jump through and they do it. They are, I should say we, (laughs) we're responsible and reliable and we get rewarded with external praise, right? We get good grades. We get professional accolades. People ask us to do more things because we're so good at getting things done, Fulfilling obligations is easy, and it seems like the right thing to do. When we see our partners doing things differently, maybe they drop the ball, they parent imperfectly, uh, they forget things, they behave inconsistently, like sometimes they help and sometimes they don't. We see this inconsistent behavior, and we think, oh, there's a problem I need to solve. I need to pick up the slack. It comes so easily to us, and we are so invested in doing motherhood right, that we just do it. We step up. Before long, we feel like we are holding the world on our shoulders, responsible for the lives and well-being of many people. One of the things that bothers me is when I tell people that I'm a life coach for moms who are exhausted, overwhelmed, and they resentful, and they say, oh, so you're a life coach for like every mom. No, these are not normal signs of motherhood. Overwhelmed, exhausted, and resentful is not something we just, when you become a mom, this is just automatic, right? These are the signs of caregiver fatigue. Feeling guilty when you take time for yourself is not normal. It's a sign that you're out of balance. But our culture kind of supports this idea that, oh, you're a mom, therefore you must be angry, resentful, exhausted, and overwhelmed all the time. It does not need to go hand in hand. It just seems to in our culture. So Diana, I'm going to guess, you grew up in a culture that encouraged fulfilling your obligations over following your bliss. Whether it was from your parents, religion, schools, or the media, You were raised with the idea that there's a right way to do things. Doing things right, fulfilling obligations, and taking responsibility was probably praised and rewarded. You may have had an innate personality that wanted to follow the rules and be of service, but when 90% of your life feels obligatory, it's time to reevaluate your habitual way of doing things. Okay, so just because this might be your temperament, If you are feeling weighed down and overburdened and you're carrying too much of responsibility on your shoulders, then it's time to take a look. Deviating from culture is not easy. 
we worry. We worry about what our parents will think, what our coworkers and other moms will think. But mostly, we worry about what our inner martyr will say when we kick up our heels to relax and we start prioritizing our own quote-unquote selfish wants and desires. That inner martyr is mean. So we'd rather just keep working instead of listen to that inner mean voice. So what's the biggest obstacle to getting your husband to help out more is your inner martyr, this voice inside your head that says, I have to do all the work. I've got to get it done. Everything needs to be done a certain way. I've got to be the best mom I could be. And the pressure, pressure, pressure. So deviating from an unhealthy culture is important. Slavery would still be legal if not for a few people who listened to their inner guidance. The culture of the time said slavery was fine. The laws said slavery was fine. But it didn't sit well with everybody. Some people felt uncomfortable and they listened to this discomfort. Listening to negative emotions helps improve our culture. Right now, anxiety and depression are at an all-time high amongst adolescents. There are many signs that our culture is currently unhealthy. The way to change it is to listen to the internal compass rather than blindly obey the culture. So just because you feel like a mom is supposed to do everything and, you know, I'm supposed to work hard and it's supposed to be exhausting and overwhelming— does not mean it's okay for you to just blindly obey. You want to listen to that little voice inside you that says, I'm tired. I want to take a break. I want to feel helped and supported and appreciated. I want to do less and I want to relax more. So if you're like most of my clients, when your husband loads the dishwasher or offers to help arrange the carpool, your critical mind jumps into gear and you're like, oh, he's not doing it right. It's easier just to do it myself than to try to explain it. Now, I'm sure those are true, but it's this critical thinking brain that says there's a right way and a wrong way, and I need him to do it my way, and why can't he just do it the way I want? It's because your brain is thinking that there's a right way or wrong way, or I have to do all the work, and we get stuck in proving ourselves right. Even when you go to your husband crying out of exhaustion and you kind of allow yourself to be vulnerable and show him just, instead of getting angry, you actually allow yourself to be vulnerable and show show him how tired you are. He steps up. He does the grocery shopping errand or he takes the kids out to dinner. But it doesn't feel like enough because inside we're still thinking, I should be doing all that. I should be doing a better job, or he needs to do more. Whatever he does is not enough. So the reason you want your husband to help out more is because of how you want to feel. This discomfort with the culture of super mom does all the work isn't sitting well with you. You want to feel free. You want to feel valued, supported, appreciated. So I want you to imagine for a minute that you had a magic wand and you could make your husband do everything that you wanted him to do. Wouldn't that be nice? (laughs) So just picture that for a minute, okay? So 
he brings you coffee in bed. He gets the kids dressed in the morning. He gets them fed and off to school. He cleans up the kitchen after feeding them a healthy breakfast. So just play out the scenario in your mind for a minute. Imagine how you would feel if he were to do that for you. I'm going to guess you might feel relaxed, grateful, appreciated, some really good and positive emotion. These emotions are what you're really yearning for. You think you can only get it by having your husband help out with the chores. But these feelings are actually coming from a thought inside your head. Your husband doing chores does not create the feeling of appreciation. Because that one time when you went to the grocery store, you know what? Didn't really make you feel any better. (laughs) Or it made you feel better for a minute and a half, and then you went right back to being resentful. The feelings, grateful, appreciated, valued, they're always coming from a thought inside your head. So if your husband was bringing you coffee in bed, getting the kids dressed and fed and off to school, cleaning the kitchen, what is the thought that you would be thinking to cause you to feel so relaxed, grateful, and appreciated? Maybe you would think, this is so nice. I can do what I want to do. He really loves me. I can count on him to take care of the kids. Whatever the thought is, it's these thoughts that are giving you the feeling that you're looking for. So you can choose those thoughts regardless of what your husband does or does not do. When he empties the dishwasher, you can think, oh, this is so nice. He really loves me. I can do what I want to do. Or if he doesn't unload the dishwasher, you can still think those thoughts that will give you the feeling you're truly looking for. You release the burden of obligation by releasing the thoughts. I have to do everything around here. It's my responsibility. I have to do it right. I should do more. I should be more, et cetera. All that jazz. When you release those, that's when you release this feeling of obligation and responsibility that weighs so heavy on you. Once you release those beliefs, you'll be so much more fun to be around. Your husband can put on his super dad cape and help out more. And he's going to have a wife who's grateful and appreciative of him. And when you're relaxed and happier and a little more fun to be around, then he just might want to continue to help out and help encourage that the positive emotions in your home. Today's Supermom Kryptonite is confirmation bias. So confirmation bias means we prove to ourselves what we already believe. When we believe we have to do all the work, we scan our environment and we look for all the chores that need to be done and all the things that our husband isn't doing. There are people who believe Trump is a good president and they can find evidence to prove that their belief is true. There are people in our country who believe he is a terrible president and they can find evidence to prove themselves correct. What we believe is so important because it will determine what we experience. Do you want to believe that you do all the work? It might make you feel capable and responsible, but it won't help your husband step up and contribute. So try believing my husband likes to help. 
This thought will make it easier for you to implement the strategies I mentioned up above. My husband appreciates everything I do is a thought or a belief that will help you feel supported and valued and give you the strength to keep going. Beware your confirmation bias. Today's Supermom Power Boost is focus. Focus is very powerful. What we focus on expands, it gets bigger. If you focus on how much your husband isn't doing around the house, you will feel mad and overburdened. You just want to be careful not to let your culture choose what to focus on. (laughs) The U.S. has a strong culture of fear. Every time you turn on the news, you collect evidence to prove we live in a scary place where lots of bad things happen. Even though we live in one of the safest countries in the world, in the safest time in history, I mean, it's crazy when you look at the stats because it doesn't relate to the levels of anxiety in our culture. But there's just, if we leave our brains on a default setting, we're going to focus on things that scare us or that aren't healthy for us and aren't good for us and maybe aren't giving us what we want. So you want to use your higher, more conscious brain to decide what you'd like more of and then choose to focus your attention on that. You want to feel more love? Focus on what you love about your husband. You want more relaxation? Tell yourself there's nothing you have to do right now. And notice how this thought is always true. There is never anything that you have to do right now in this moment. That's just a construct we tell ourselves inside our brain. But you never have to do anything. You don't even have to pay your taxes. There might be consequences to pay, but you don't have to do anything. But when we keep tabs on ourselves, and that inner martyr loves it and we keep lots of pressure on ourselves and I have to and I need to and it's so important that I work, 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 it's not going to give you what you really want, which is more relaxation. If you want to feel more appreciated, write down a list of things you appreciate about yourself. You can invite your family to add to the list. But imagine that your family is so grateful for everything you do and notice that it makes you feel better. You can put whatever thoughts you want inside your family's head. You can be like, they think I'm the best mom. They appreciate me so much. They're so glad I'm cooking them dinner. They love having me around. They don't even know. You're just doing that for yourself. You're imagining that they're thinking nice things about you. It's going to make you feel appreciated. Today's quote of the day, always remember your focus determines your reality. George Lucas. All right, super moms, that's it for today. I hope you have a great day and I hope to see you on the Super Mom is Getting Tired Facebook group on Wednesday. Take care. Want a free life coaching session? Go to lifecoachingforparents.com and schedule yours today. And thank you so much for listening. I would love it if you would subscribe and share these podcasts with your friends. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the air, go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash record my question and you can send me a voicemail recording or write me an email and I'll answer it on the air. Thanks again. Have a great day.